Well, I thought we do that at the same time too, do we not? Okay, I'm ready to clap. Yeah, you told me to. Hit record. Just hit record. It's fine. <laughs> I can. Because no, it's just can, the clap. No, 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 it's good. No, it's, no, good. It's, no, good. It's, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's, it's good. good. It's good. This is fine. All right, ready? <laughs> Three, two, one. The NAFTA podcast. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. <laughs> All right, NAFTA, NAFTA podcast, uh, match week 12 and a half. I'm sticking with it. You know, it's not funny, it's whatever. It's um, we got Dylan and we got Michael. Stick with the things that aren't funny. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've, I've always. It becomes a good joke. It's the shtick. I, I've always described, I told this on the pod, I always described our podcast as not the most insightful and not the most funny. We're just, you know, right down the middle. Um, Wallpaper. One, yeah. <laughs> house, house, housekeeping note uh, for longtime pod listeners. I'm looking at you, Mac. Um, we're now splitting the pod up most weeks to do one early in the week, one later in the week, trying to hit it up twice. Um, so don't be alarmed. We will not have predictions in this pod. They will come later in the week. Um, for all 12 dozen or just dozen of you that this affects, you know, let me know if you hate it. That's fine. Just just reach out, you know, whatever. Well, 12 dozen, that was ins- almost an insane, <sighs> that's a, that's insane a claim. Crowd. That's a, that's a real 144 people. Um, we are, we are... Jumping into what was like match week 13, 12. A couple of questions that I wanted to pose to the, uh, the team here. Michael, I'm assuming you didn't watch the Eastern Conference MLS playoffs last night, did you? No, I was sleeping. Okay, perfect. Dylan, this is for you and I. Um, scale of 1 to 10, how much more enjoyable is the Union? watching them than wolves at 25 i haven't seen <laughs> they almost scored more goals in that game than the wolves have scored all year like it was just yeah, nice there, watching a team i support score like there's an easier way to ask that question john how much more fun is goals than not goals I, I, i'm actually very upset because like i haven't gotten as many games as i wanted to this year but like last year i had the season tickets Mm-hmm. And I picked the year where they everyone got COVID and we lost mm-hmm. to an inferior team that we should have beat. But I I don't know. Subaru Park was jumping last night. I wish I was there. Like it it was dupe duping all over the place. It was electric. So uh, the Union scored three. NYCFC had one. Uh, it was a bit of a comeback. NYCFC was up one nothing on a on a decent goal from uh, Maxi Morales. I believe it was as well. My question for the second goal, did you, uh-huh. did you notice who gave like the ball in for the header that ended up going to Gazdok? You probably didn't, but like Jack McGlynn. Oh, it was? Yeah, it was Jack McGlynn, who's 19. He's our next Brendan Aronson that we're going to sell off. I was going to text it, but you guys were just going to be like, it's the MLS, chill. <laughs> He's going to be a problem. 
in terms of like good for us on the U.S. men's national team in about seven years. It's going to be great. Nice. Yeah, I I do remember last week you telling me that you guys are the the team of youth. Um, three one Union. Union scored fifty percent of as many goals as Wolves scored all year. That is actually a fact, uh, at least in the league. Um, in one game. The other thing I wanted to ask the full crew. Uh, anyway, congrats to the Union first and foremost. You guys are it. It's going to be a good game. You didn't play LAFC, right? We tied. We two talked two about this last place week. earlier. Two, in the year. Tied two two. Um. It's a real shame that this is not at a neutral site. I feel like when it's at your place, you're just like, this is amazing. But now that you know you have to go to L.A., it's kind of kind of a shame. Um, we are, if everyone is listening on Tuesday, November 1st, we are now within 20 days of the World Cup. It's definitely something that the pod will chat about, give some predictions on. I'm not asking the guys to do that right now. We obviously know that we're going to be watching Team USA pretty closely. I wanted to see what team everyone is excited to get to watch, get to follow during the World Cup. Um, Just a little baby preview, I guess, uh, and get your thoughts. Michael, go ahead and jump in since you weren't MLSing with us last night. Oh, man. I'm just going off the top of my head. Uh, Dylan, you're you're gonna. I would say I would say Wales, honestly. Really? Yeah, because I think Wales are. I don't know. I, there's a couple players like that played uh, for Liverpool. There's a couple players that were like Rangers guys. So I've actually seen quite a few of their guys play, and in isolation, I feel like they're good players. But for some reason, like Wales is just like typically not great and then i also kind of want to see gareth bale coming back to like actually play like real like good good competition no offense to the mls you know just saying there's a difference and i want to see how the mls like going to the mls and then coming back and playing like england and playing like the united states where guys are playing uh in europe and stuff i just want to see how that that pans out not bad i'm kind of pumped to see gb too I think you're just subconsciously yeah. trying to scout for USA. So I like. I'm definitely that. not trying to scout for the USA. Yeah, you <laughs> like are. 100%. 100% not. I have a long-winded answer to this because I think there's actually a lot of things I'm curious about if I'm giving I'd it like, one way. I, I will give it to you because I'm actually – I have like one in every group that I'm like, I, I kind of want to see how this, these teams are going to go. So go ahead. Agreed. I'm actually excited like – I've watched some of um, Senegal before, but like I'm excited to see what Ecuador can do. I think any team that comes out of Comball, um, I know I probably said that wrong, whatever. Um, I think any team that can come out of there with the likes of you know the Brazils and Uruguays and Argentinas of the world, I'm very excited to see what they do. I've watched them once, and I thought they actually were fun to watch. So that's one team I'm looking at, and I think. I think the other one for me is I always get behind Poland and Switzerland in the Euros, and I always think they're going to do something, and they never do anything. So I think this is the year. I think Lewandowski finally actually gets out of a group stage and does something, and I don't know. I couldn't tell you why. I just think Switzerland's sick, and they're like an easy round of 16 team, and I could give you no reasons why. But like in my heart of hearts, it's what I feel. 
And are, are you are you Polish or Swiss? No. Okay, <laughs> cool, cool. And then the last the last team I'm really excited for because I think it's a given. Love watching the Socceroos. Can't can't yeah. get enough of the Socceroos. Yeah, I I agree. We used to one of the f- jobs I had here in New York. Um, we were selling websites to attorneys, and our graphic designer was from Melbourne, and it was during the last World Cup. And I mean, I've always just had fake jobs anyway. So our boss would just. It was only a five-person team. He bought us Socceroo jerseys, and we went to a bar in Midtown called the Australian. And I had like twenty-five Fosters in a matter of a week and a half. Um, it was insane. It's fantastic. It was a great time. In the longest yard, when he gives a speech, that is what living is. Um, Wait, real quick. I actually hate my answer now because I just looked at the World Cup and I want to change it. Uh, I missed Sadio Mane, so Senegal, and then. Just to just to show everybody how different I truly am from everybody else, I'm excited to watch Japan because I'm watching a, a Japanese anime called Blue Lock. It's about getting Japan's next striker, and it's pretty pretty good. So. I think Japan's a good answer. Yeah. yeah, and I miss Taki because again he represented a better time in my life. <laughs> yeah, Minamino. Yeah, <laughs> that is a big miss. Have Have you been following him to see how he's been doing this year? Actually, no. Okay. <laughs> But his face, I just love him. I'm with you. Think thinking of better times. I can't wait to watch Morocco. I like. Let's get (laughs) Saiz back. That'd be nice. Roman. (laughs) Uh, That's the the best thing about the World Cup is like each one of you had multiple answers, and none of them are mine except for I think one. I'm pumped to see Senegal. I love Sadio Mane, and it's the only time I can actually love him. I think openly and be like, oh, this guy's sick. Uh, I think our whole group's going to be interesting. I always want to pay attention to the CONCACAF teams just because if Mexico can knock Poland out, because I think whoever, they're they're battling for a second, right? Argentina is pretty damn good. That'll be interesting. Obviously, I am pumped for Costa Rica just because we have a friend from down there. Um, Canada, it's their first one in a while. Obviously, want to see them. And then Denmark, it's just going to be cool to see Ericsson. I have to assume he's going to play again in that team. And, like, is, is Denmark sneaky the most interesting soccer country in the world because it's, like, advanced analytics, it's Moneyball, it's, like, all that type of stuff. Um, truthfully, the only group that I'm, like, sitting here, I'm like, eh, I don't really care, is Group H, uh, just because... Ghana, Portugal, Korea. I realized Europe. I forgot my main answer. I'm very invested in what Portugal does. True. But so wait, when are you guys gonna? When are you gonna start moving away from that model? Because you don't have a Portuguese. You're not gonna have a Portuguese manager. Maybe. I'm hoping now. As <laughs> soon as <laughs> <Okay>. possible. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair point. point. All right. World Cup. Like I said, less than twenty days away. Um. Premier League is now. Let's jump into some of these sh- quick hit games first. Leicester City nil, Man City one. KDB saves uh, three points for City on a incredible free kick. Um, Brentford won. Wolves won a Ben Mee goal in the 50th, um, which was a overhead kick, I'm being told. Dylan, you can elaborate on that here in a minute. But an overhead kick on Fatmob. 
And then Ruben Neves back on the score sheet ties it up for Wolves, gives them a pretty critical point with all of these relegation teams getting some dubs here and there. Palace won, Southampton nil, Edward in the 38th. Points that Palace needs to get, obviously. Nil-nil, Fulham Everton, we don't talk about it. Uh, Arsenal, five, Nottingham Forest, nil. Jesus, Martinelli in the fifth. Uh, Reese Nelson, holy cow. Shout out to you. You got a double dip here, 49th in the 52nd. Gabby Jesus on the assist, just going to throw that in there. Um, Thomas Partey in the 57th, and then Martin Odegaard in the 78th. Gabby Jesus on the assist on that one as well. 5-0 for Arsenal. Uh, and then Man United won, West Ham nil, Rashford in the 38th. I do feel like if Nick was on the pod, we would maybe talk about this one in a little more length. I know Dylan has some thoughts, but kind of an, an entertaining game to watch. I watched the whole thing. Um, Michael, where do you want to start? Let me give it to you. Uh, Reese, Reese Nelson has more goal contributions than Jaden Sancho does in the Premier League. I thought that was a crazy stat too. Like one of those, he's played literally one game, and he has. Dylan, Dylan sidebar here, you and me. Um, are we, do we need to prepare for the fact that Liverpool not going after the title this year? Michael's just going to turn into like a troll. That's not. I'm happy about that. I I think. No, I. I think we. I think we embrace, need some of this. I think we need to embrace that. Because he's going to be. Just, I like. Listen, there's. I think we all know there's times I say things I don't believe whatsoever, but it's just fun to try and get Michael riled up. Having Michael on the other side to just try and piss all of us off is, I think that's some like must listen to podcasting right there. Um, I also, John, I saw your, your text uh, about Arsenal being a big bad. Like I, I don't think regardless of the score, I don't (laughs) think you're a big bad if you beat Nottingham Forest at home. I think five goals is a big bad move. In my opinion. Okay, it's fine. I also, with this thought in my head of Michael maybe now trolling it out, when I asked what games do we want to talk about at length, he picked the, uh, the Newcastle 4 Villa nil game. And I was like, is this guy just going to like tap dance Miguel Amron all over my uh, grave right here? Yeah, that's, absolutely. <laughs> that's I what I figured it was. I support 100%. him on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's jump into some of these, though. Um, the City game was pretty boring, straightforward. We, we should have shared points, to be honest. De Bruyne got us out of that. I don't think anyone here really wants to talk about that. Dylan, is it too early to sit here and be like, that's a good point for you guys? Nope. Even the players said it. At least we didn't lose. That was literally a direct quote from Jose Sa. Where he, he, he was like, obviously we won three points, but you know what? We didn't lose. So, <laughs> all right. I wish we got three points, and I don't know. Maybe we'll maybe Brighton will be on a high after last week that we can catch them in a tough spot. But the defense looked all right, kind of. We still don't know how to score. We also, you know, everyone warned me, Diego Costa, Diego Costa. Then we now officially don't have a striker anymore. For like, I need the World Cup to come so bad at this point. (laughs) Yeah, there's a there's a few teams that need the World Cup. Like desperately. Who else? Uh, I mean, we're gonna talk about them like later. Oh. I mean, you guys for sure. Wolves do. The only thing um, I would say is like, we need the World Cup bad, and the only reason why you're not getting like me freaking out every week is if we somehow win this week, we're in like twelfth place. 
So like until all of a sudden people like people start getting away from us, we're gonna be calm, cool, and collective, and let's just get to the World Cup. Just keep tying every game to the World Cup. That's fine. Yeah. Um. Three points for Palace. They beat Southampton. I think all of us would agree they're a better team than Southampton. That's like we've said this multiple times now. That's a win they have to have. You got to get that win. Um. So big three points for them. Get any Hank thoughts? Nil nil to Fulham. So, Hank listened to the pod last week. Um, I guess today because he texted me telling me that I'm a backstabber talking shit on Everton. Um, yeah. But fun fact: Hank's officially living in Montreal for a little bit, so he finally found his EPL bar to go hang out in to watch the game. Um, Love it. I think it's the result he expected, and at this point, they have Liverpool in their sights. I think they're just waiting to see if they can hop over them, and then we'll start getting some real chirping at this point. Yeah, they got a point. I mean, they they gained a point on us. That's why I don't want to... I think confidence is building, though, that, like, I think he thinks they're they're at a 10. I think they're a 10th place finish this year. I think that's the expectation that's coming out of Hank's camp right now. There's just no way. There's no fucking way. There he is. <laughs> they're still not. They're better than. They're not relegation. They're better than they were last year. The the players who were abysmal last year are not abysmal this year. They're still not good. Like, but they're not sure. bad. Right, but ten is like ten's getting to the point where like you had like kind of a good season. Yeah. Yeah. Like Top ten. You guys were all right. So you guys kind of had a good season then. Yeah, no, well, either you kind of had a good season or you had a fucking terrible season. So, like, we're just above 10 right now, I'm pretty sure. Um, I think I also, I've mentioned this before, I have a big dumb brain and I can't conceive the Liverpool not being the second best team. I also can't get the thought of Fulham two years ago out of my head. So, in my brain, I'm like, damn, Everton probably wanted to win this one. But I think these two teams are actually as evenly matched as you can get in the Premier League right now. Yeah. So have you realized it's honestly for both of these teams, there is not another team movie as possible. Like we're just sitting here saying Janie Briggs is hot. Like that's all we're (laughs) contemplating right now. Like, (laughs) yeah, that's it. It's it's a pretty simple equation. (laughs) Both of these teams, someone had getting relegated and now they're like Fulham is a point away or a a place away from Europe. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. I am shocked. Like, I don't know. I thought Mitrovic had a goal in him. He he screwed up a few times during that game. <laughs> well, I mean, he scored way more than we thought. Um, anyone need to to let some air out on Arsenal other than what we did already? No, I'm proud of the boys. Yeah, big big win in my estimation, Michael. Big win in my estimation. At this at this point, um, I know you're going to overtake them, so I want them to hold them off as much as, as they can. So just keep winning to make it interesting towards the end. Uh, United, Rashi with the goal in the 38th, Erickson with the assist, um, and then they held on. Like, it was, it was a good game. This is, this is a West Ham team that I was like, all right, they're, they're maybe playing a little bit better, a little bit back. Um, hey, I have, I have a question, actually. Is, is Mikel Antonio just, like, perennial off the bench now? Dude, great question. he's, like, not I, playing a lot. I have no clue. He is. At the past, like, That's, three or four games, he's been coming off. I kind of yeah. thought they'd do like two up top, um, like a four four two or something. 
but he's like he's coming off every time and Skamaka's the starter. Starter. I thought that yeah. was weird. For sure. I agree. I I think that it's I've noticed that too and I didn't I haven't gotten to read anything as to why that is. Um I actually only had one note about this game and I know Nick gave you a few Dylan, I'm gonna let you go. Uh I'm watching it and Fabianski obviously gets hurt. So uh Alphonse Areola gets in the game. Um the announcer goes Areola as Lex is walking by and she just goes, Ha, Areola, do you think he got made fun of in school? That was it. It's my only contribution. And then you found twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, then I found twenty bucks for sure. <laughs> You guys um, should have I'm a glad. jar in your house that you put when you make a bad joke, you put money in it. Between oh, you maybe. two, it'd be pretty nice. Yeah, pretty. Don't don't rob us. All right, Dylan, put us out of our misery. Make me stop talking. So, Nick just coming off a hot break of a one nothing overtime loss in the states for for his team, and I gotta pause you. I literally thought you were about to say Nick's coming off of a heartbreak. And I thought that he broke up with his girlfriend, and I was like, oh, damn. Like, we don't have to talk about this. Then. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I think they're still going all right. They're good. Um, all right. <laughs> Shit got real. Holy fuck. Yeah, was, I didn't mean it for two, <laughs> but like, I was like, oh, I thought that's exactly that's a, what you That's were a different lead, and I was more going to lead in, instead of consoling the kids who, you know, probably, like, are hitting the pinnacle of their of their athletic career, he immediately goes, I'm on the bu- I just got on the bus. Here's my comments about United. So, <laughs> totally was invested in the game. His head's in the right place. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, this is three comments on United, um, written by Nick Tucker, as narrated by Dylan Tucker. So, um, number one, unlike Applebee's, United service sucks, and they're going to struggle. Um, number two... He's still not convinced, convinced they're really back yet. They can't kill a game off properly ever. Dumbest last 15 he's ever seen anyone play. And number three, the rumors are true. He is going over heartbreak, but the heartbreak is slowly over because it's Ten Hogs team. He runs the show, and he loves them, and will get on one knee as quickly as possible. <laughs> I added a lot of that fluff in there because Nick's not that, I love Nick's it. Not that creative. Yeah, he doesn't seem like a pendant. Um, I, dude, I thought that uh, West Ham, like this is the West Ham we were promised a little bit. West Ham's, but back. but not even. Yeah, I think West Ham's gonna get back into the top twelve. Let's extend the ten to twelve. You think so? I think Where's they're gonna they be top of the. I think they're gonna be top half of the table. Thirteen, all said and done. Yeah, yeah, thirteen. They're gonna they're they're gonna be fine. Michael was right. Michael was right. Michael was right. That's what I'll say. All right? Michael is right. That's not really that important, honestly. Uh, what's key about United is haven't lost a match since getting mollywhopped 6-3 by Man City. That's good. Yeah, dude. Shit is, shit's crazy. Like, uh, West Ham played pretty well. Again, like, if you look at it, you're, you're going to United, and I know United haven't been, like, great at home for some reason. like you know lost like a fair decent amount of games at home but again when you you always have to expect that when you go away it's going to be a tough game um and they're playing well enough right now they're they're, they don't have that that 4-0 to Brentford in them right now like they're not that's not going to happen you know with this team currently how it's running so that's a game I think where you go 
1-0 over West Ham the way they played, like, take it every day. Yeah. Every single day you're taking that three points. Um, I know that Nick... Nick, I know that this game really isn't that important. Both of these teams have progressed in, out of the group stage in uh, the Europa League, but I think it'll be a huge confidence booster if they can go in on Thursday, I believe, and beat Sociedad. Like, I know he wants them to be back. He wanted them to be back last week. He wants to be able to say it. I think you... It's a big win. It's a European win. It's a team that's actually pretty damn good, too. And they're behind them in the table right now. Both of them are progressed. But I just saw that coming up, and I think that that'd be a big one for him. For you sure. know who just beat Sociedad? Betty. Real Betis. Yeah. 2-0 um, at Sociedad. Big game. Michael's, Michael's going to roll up to the podcast one week and be like, what's Liverpool, and start speaking Spanish. Uh, <laughs> and that'll be his, his thing now. All right. Borja Iglesias four- is my hero. The four games we're going to spend a little bit more time on. Um, first one being Bournemouth and Tottenham. Bournemouth two, Tottenham three. Kiefer Moore just went hammer time. Uh, a goal in the 22nd minute and then a sick header in the 49th. Um, Bournemouth is up 2 0. Bournemouth, a bottom dweller, not really, but thought they were going to be. Uh, you thought that they'd be able to hold off a Tottenham team that's not playing the greatest right now. Sessegnon got one back in the 57th. Um, ben Davies tied it up in the 73rd. All right, Bournemouth, get your point and get out of there. Second minute of stock, stoppage time, uh, Rodrigo Bentancur with the nail in the coffin for Bournemouth. Um, they lose out. They played really well for a team that I actually don't really think is that great. But Tottenham with a comeback win, 3-2. Talk about Tottenham's demise was greatly exaggerated. In third place, only like four or five points off. Granted, Arsenal does have a game in hand, but a big, like, long season ahead can still rattle off some wins. I think they're fine. I think they're fine exactly where they are. I think they're the worst third place team we've ever seen in history. That's just, there's no way. Chelsea existed last year. How could you say that? <laughs> I think Chelsea I last year beats Tottenham of this year. I think, I think Conte outsmarts himself every time trying to play everything, like winning everything one nothing, which puts them in positions that they're in this week. And then finally at halftime, he was like, okay, you know what? Here's an idea. I have two of the best freaking attackers on the fucking league. Maybe I should actually use them and start actually playing some type of soccer. Or football for once, however you want to put it. Hey, was is Chelsea this year better than Chelsea last year? No, I don't think so. Okay, they tied. They tied Chelsea this year. Yeah, but it was at Chelsea where they had like literally not won in six years. That okay? That's that shit. That shit matters. Like that. That does matter. Okay, but if you're a third place team, that's a good third place team. Go win on the road. Like Arsenal's gonna go win on the road this week. Spoiler alert. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's a thing where it's like a team it, there's certain mental humps that they can't get over and that's that's one of them all right it's kind of a pretty I mean, that's why like bogey teams exist that's why all these things yeah. like they're real in all these other cases why can't they be real in the fact that spurs go to chelsea i'll give i'll give you that i'll give you that i i think i'm in between you two i, I think that they're oh dude i don't think they're better than newcastle 
are they gonna are they gonna win the league? No chance. Yeah. I don't think they're. Are a they top gonna 14, finish top though. four? I don't think they end up in the Absolutely. top four. They're gonna finish. They're gonna finish top four. I will make this bet with you <laughs> right now. I don't want to make that bet. See? <laughs> I'm not like I think they're gonna be top four, but I'm not like I'm not saying I'm like, not hey, betting let's put money confident on it. Like I'll happily say, Dylan, a dollar is like a hundred dollars to me. Fine, get me a drink at my wedding. Right, that's too late or too soon. Never mind. I was trying to give you a chance where it's yeah. just free. No, just yeah. <laughs> I just think they're gonna be top four. I well, let's do the let's do the gymnastics like I was about to do real quick, and then we'll move on. They're they're not better than Newcastle. So now you're looking at United and Chelsea. They're better than United. I think consistent, consistency-wise, right? You could look at a game and say Newcastle beat Spurs or United beat Spurs, but I, the league, we beat you, John. Like, are yeah. we better than you? Like, no, clearly not. It's, it's about all the other games in between all those big games, and Spurs maybe don't get up for the big games, the good thing about that is they play a big game eight times in the year, and the rest of the games are against teams that they should absolutely be beating, and they typically do for the most part. I think I think a Graham Potter Chelsea is more consistent to your point than a Conte Tottenham. I disagree because I think I think Potter is. It's a bad week to say that. No, Dylan. no, no, yeah, no. no. Conte, if, if, Conte if you really is. Look at it. Not to jump the gun. We all should have seen that coming. That was the biggest game for Brighton to get up for all the time. I know Michael used to, like I think you ended up calling that or whatever. I I have to listen back. Yeah, but I said like, the best Chelsea could do is a is a tie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. But Conte is Conte is there. So in my opinion, again, you could we can get to this too. Guardiola, Klopp, and then Conte, and then after that, I think it's a, a fucking golf. Like I don't think it's close. Plus, like, Spurs, their best defender last year was Romero. They don't have him right now, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, like, their guy in the back. They're still, they're rocking back there with Eric Dyer, who, like, on any given day could be terrible. I mean, Sessegnon, uh, th- their wingbacks are constantly moving around. Like, Royale like, is out, I'm pretty sure. Sessegnon has not been great. Uh, Perisic has been pretty good, but offers nothing defensively. I mean, I think he's still trying to work it. Talent-wise, I think they're better, and I think he will figure it out. Eric Dyer is like human Russian roulette. Yeah, 100%. If you're going to get a good I, um, uh, Royale, Royale has been playing. It's just been not the greatest. Yeah, well, think. didn't he get – he got a red card, though, didn't he? So I thought he might have still been out. Yeah, no, he, he played this one. Okay. Yeah, he's also not good, though. Get, like, Get our boy Jed Spence in there. Go ahead, Dylan. Yeah, I agree. Well, I just want to do one other fun fact from this game. You know how I love corners. Do you know how many corners Tottenham had in this game? This, this oh, was this, yes, this, this yes. was my Mona Lisa. Yes. No, I actually <laughs> was gonna. I was gonna bring this up. I don't know the exact number, but I do I remember did. hearing. See, and this is wrong because now I'm looking at the stats. When they scored the goal, the announcer goes the twentieth corner for Tottenham, but it says they 19. probably took. They probably took one away, but yeah. like, that's insane. This could have been like plus three thousand. This could have been literally yeah. the icing on the cake. Yes, yeah. And then you'd have been right with Michael and been like, "They're the best corner team in the league. They're back. Give it to no, me." No, they still suck. But <laughs> listen, have I told you my theory? I probably, I think I have all. 
good teams. Uh, no, never mind. This goes. I don't. This proves Michael's point. I <laughs> do I, it. Say it. I retract. Say it. I retract. Say it. Statement. Say it. <laughs> um, all right. Tottenham with a come from behind win against Bournemouth. Michael, you're gonna get the full allotted time for this one because, like Dylan said, and I was gonna bring up too. You just straight up called this. Uh, two own goals makes it a little more wonky, <laughs> obviously. But but uh, Brighton and Hove Albion four, Chelsea one. Trossard, Trossard is maybe the best player outside of the traditional big six. Uh, with a goal in the fifth minute. If if he has to play more than the twentieth minute, though, he may not score. Who knows? Loftus Cheek in the fourteenth, uh, an own goal. Shalaba in the forty second, an own goal. It was three nil Brighton before half. Kai Havertz gets one back um, in the 48th for Chelsea. And then Pascal Gross, uh, second minute of stoppage time to get a 4-1 win for Brighton. Michael. Um, Trussard, absolute. I hope he never leaves because I think he's just so cool. Like, I mean, first career, I guess I do hope he leaves because I, I think that would probably be like a good thing. Just like Cucurella leaving, like probably, you know, good thing for his career. but not for like watching Tristard yeah. is so cool uh this matoma guy is gonna be on another team in like two or three years uh playing like serious minutes in a top six team he's fucking great um br- like again brighton are just a team where you you put somebody in in a position in a, in a role and you just say do your job and everybody does their job and it's starting to get to the point where i know how high we were um, for years and years, well, a couple years on Tariq Lamptey, um, and I, he must just not fit that system, like what they have going there. And you know, if you're losing, it's easy to say play Tariq Lamptey; he's really good. But if you're winning and pulling off results, and you're in the top eight as a, as Brighton and Hove Albion are, or or they're around there, I mean, you can't really argue it. Um, and in terms of Chelsea, again, like. I just don't, I don't understand what they do. Like, I don't understand offensively what they do. I don't really understand defensively what they do. They're an enigma to me. Um, and really, if they play a team with any organization, I think they're just fucked. Yeah, I mean. Go ahead now. <laughs> I, had my, I had my moment. I, I, this is bad potting. I don't disagree with you. Like I, I'm trying to find this different point about why Keppel was subbed off at half. Um, yeah, I didn't get that either. It apparently had nothing to do with his performance. Uh, he said that he had some type of injury in the bottom of his foot, but it would have just been like, I would have felt actually bad for him if it was performance-wise because the dude's done nothing but like basically stand on his head for the past yeah. eight games. And then there's like, oh, old Cap is back. Let's sub him off. I've yeah, been like so. And they so weren't bad. they weren't really like his fault. Like the Trissard goal was like not his fault at all. Two own goals, like again, not on him. And then the last one yeah. was on Mendy. So, Dylan, I know that you're sometimes the Chelsea apologist. I've said it before. Should have seen it coming. I thought they'd put a little bit more of a fight. We all know why I'm a Chelsea apologist. Plisic finally gets a start, and that shit happens, which means we're probably fucked on getting him some more minutes before the World Cup, which is not ideal if 
I'm giving the real reason why I normally watch Chelsea. Um, this was on the iPad when this game was going on because I was watching a thriller between Brentford and the Wolves while this was going on. <laughs> so, um, honestly, every, t- every time I was so glued to that game and I turned like to look at the iPad, Brighton had another goal. And I was just like, what the hell is happening over yeah. here? Um, I, think, I think, I don't know. I, I think it was inevitable. I, I'm I'm happy Brighton won their Super Bowl so they can have a letdown this week. So that's I think how I ultimately go. feel about this week. Let's have to lean into it. The uh before so so we can move on though. Um two things. This this will lead to a question I swear. Um dropped Raheem Sterling in fantasy to pick up Lander Trussard before this game. Um is Sterling just a like straight up a bad signing? Like is it Dude, for like him for Chelsea both? I I, I'm not gonna toot my own horn on this one. You've been saying but, it, but I, but I'm just saying like it doesn't look like it's working for either group. The the only, you know how some people try to make the argument that the only reason, one of the only reasons that Holland is actually scoring goals at this amazing clip is because he's never played with players this this good, right? I know it's I think it's bullshit too, but I know people have this opinion, right? <laughs> I'm aware think of it. Hundred percent, right? I'm aware of it. Whatever. Now think of that in the inverse. I dude, no, I, I, like, listen. Holland is incredible. Like, he's a great finisher, great striker. Like, he is one of the best in the world. But yeah. everybody around him, like, yes. giving him the opportunities is I know. why he's performing not, so well. Not, not, not what I meant by in the but inverse. But he, he would still I'm, be scoring goals regardless. Maybe not at this clip, but he'd still be. No, yes, no. But I, I know what John's saying is, how bad was Sterling? That's yes. I think, exactly what John's yes, saying. That, yes, I understand yes. that. So, but I'm saying in contrast, like Holland is this good, like and Sterling is this bad. Yes, like yeah, Sterling. Abs- it's fucking Sterling, crazy. <laughs> it's insane. Now, now body type wise, they are two totally different human beings, right? But Sterling was getting many, many, many of these balls, and and. For me to tell you how many times I saw him sky one over the crossbar, I I wish I had a, like a dollar for each of them. It's it just now I'm gonna now now replace Sterling with Gabby Jesus, and it's the same thing. No, Arsenal, <laughs> yeah, play, Arsenal players are not no. They play two different positions. Both poachers. They're not both poachers. Sterling's yeah. a winger. Sterling's a right. poacher. Sterling Most is a winger. also a winger. He's also a poacher. So anyway, Dylan, I wanted to leave this last question to you before we move on to Newcastle. You get, you get one answer. It needs to be off the top of your dome. Pulisic would have made a move before the season to be in the best position for the men's national team. What team do you actually think he should have went to? Newcastle. Love it. Speaking of Newcastle, great transition, Dylan. You're welcome. But that actually is truly my answer. (laughs) That would have been interesting. Newcastle 4, Villa nil. I feel like this one might be quick because I think I know where this conversation is going to go. Callum Wilson, uh, a penalty in the first half. Six minutes into stoppage time, I think there was an Emiliano Martinez injury that caused that, maybe. Um, Callum Wilson, 56 minute. Joe Linton, uh, the inevitable in the 59th, and actually the truly inevitable, Miggy Almarone, um, 
with another goal in the 67th minute. I know that he's going to get a lot of the headlines. Don't discount the fact that Callum Wilson had two goals and an assist in this one. A great game. Michael? Mickey Almarone, 6-6 six and six for him. Uh, pretty outrageous. Uh, as I alluded to earlier, Newcastle, or sorry, not Newcastle, Aston Villa, a team that desperately needs the World Cup to get here. Um, they have no fucking clue what they're doing. They won a game, you know, by four goals or whatever last week and then just lost this one embarrassingly. Joe Linton, back, back in that, like, left-sided wing, like, kind of on the sideline position for him, gets himself a goal. Callum Wilson. Incredible performance again. Like, as he stays healthy, he's, like, a really, really good striker. But, I mean, not even not even just from the guy who made the comments, but just everybody around football uh, needs, to, needs to apologize to Miguel Amarone because my man uh, didn't say a word and just put in the fucking work. Yeah, bad news for Miguel Amarone, though, is uh, ASM getting minutes at the end of this one. So... It, no, but that's it's not going to be his position. They're going to move, take long. Yeah, they're going to move Longstaff and put put Maxim in there. Yeah, I know. Just wait till I, I, I just wanted to be a dick. more of a problem. What's yeah, that? Yeah, and then said, wait till Newcastle has him back officially. They're going to become more of a problem. Yeah, they're going to be and, really. And good. then Isak comes back as well after the break too. Which I know we'll talk about this later in the week, but I think I need to give the tip out now. Vegas doesn't watch soccer. They are completely undervaluing Newcastle, and I'm going to keep riding the train. I know this week they're minus 115, which I know people look for plus money in soccer, but, like, give me those odds all day. I'm going to keep hammering Newcastle until something changes. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I think think they're a team, too, that doesn't have a ton of guys going to the World Cup, right? I don't think so. They're going to get even better. This sucks. And um, wait until after the World Cup, though, when they spend millions on who knows who ends up having I don't, like the best. I don't World think Cup. they can. They're getting watched pretty hard. They're gonna buy one person at the. They're gonna get anything. somebody. They need. A they're toy. gonna get. They're gonna steadily buy people every single year, but they're not gonna be able to just drop cash. Like it's just not gonna. Happen. I, I can't. I I hate it, but secretly I also can't wait because then I can just like. As a city fan, I could point to someone else and be like, "What about them? What about them? You know, they they do it too." Anyway, uh, Liverpool one, Leeds United two, Rodrigo in the fourth minute continues the trend of Liverpool giving up early goals. Mo Salah uh, evened it up though. Ten minutes later, in the fourteenth, it was all quiet uh, in Anfield until the half. And then, just the craziest, like, I don't know how to describe Somerville, but Crescencio Somerville in the 89th minute, I think it's his second game back-to-back with a goal, um, game winner in the 89th, gets a yellow card, takes his top off. Uh, I'd have done it. First, first loss for Liverpool um, at Anfield since Bush won. Um, yeah, it's not that, not that long. <laughs> Might as well. That's that's Van Dyke's first ever loss at Anfield, and uh, which is pretty pretty crazy. That's an that's um, an insane stat. That's an insane stat. Also, speaking yeah. of bogey teams, this is a sidebar. I'm gonna get off it in a second. 
if the Cleveland Browns could play the Bengals every game, we'd go 17-0 and we win every Super Bowl. I don't understand this team at all. Yeah, anyway, they're up like 25 nothing. Um, go State. <laughs> dude, it's... Go State. It, it, the thing that makes it so fucking frustrating, and actually, I'm not... We we had a bunch of chances. Again, Melier, great performance. Like, two great performances yeah. in a row. One Dean Henderson. Now, it, uh, Melier with just fucking would stop everything. Um, Again, not like goalies. That's their job is to stop the ball. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, if we would have just, if he wouldn't have had like such a good game, blah, 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 whatever. Um, We just sit off defensively all the time. I want an apology uh, penned from Nick Tucker about Joe Gomez just passing the ball back in front of the goal uh, for Rodrigo. Like, pretty insane. He's not going to give it to you. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I, Dude, I don't know. Like, it's if Aston Villa are one team that need the World Cup, like, we are the other. We need the World Cup to get here. We need to reset. Um, we have the lowest tackle percentage in the Premier League. We... we, we complete the least amount of tackles we get in the least uh teams pass through our midfield uh it's abhorrent to watch like we are absolutely in shambles watching them um while we could have scored three goals Leeds could have scored three or four goals like there's no way to to make yourself feel good about this the thing that fucking annoys me more than anything else is um fsg now are reporting to people that they want to invest heavily in top prospects, top players and prospects in the summer. Um, and want to try to help Klopp in, in the, the, uh, January transfer window. Like we needed this last year. Like, and, and I understand like the Darwin Nunez signing is a big signing. We also lost Sadio Mane. So it's more of a replacement than anything else. Luis Diaz came in in January. Again, I get that. We were lacking depth in that position from the injuries. But, dude, like, when we're competing with all these teams, even the likes of, like, Villa uh, putting in a ton of money into the transfer market, Newcastle going to start doing that, United, City, Arsenal, not so much, actually. Arsenal didn't, haven't really bought, like, any big, big, big-time players, I don't think, at least off the top of my head. Um, but this whole, like, taking taking like whole windows off or like whole years off of signing players and you still want to compete um i saw the question about if it was anybody but klopp would would he be in trouble if it was you know not jurgen klopp and truthfully it's it's no like the only reason that our manager is not fired is because it is jurgen klopp and i i think even the most like deranged liverpool fan would sit there and go like well you know it's probably a little bit his fault, but not completely. And it's just, it's impossible to justify like (laughs) them being good at all. Like we are at this point, we're truthfully fighting for any European football. It's tough times. I I mean, not really like it's not, it isn't tough because Dylan is absolutely right. Like we could be in relegation. Like, and I don't want to, I don't want to sit there and be like, this is so sad for us because we we are going to struggle to finish sixth. Like I understand that, but you know it's it's all I guess the eyes of the beholder. If, if it makes you feel better, it's kind of nice sometimes just only having to worry about one game a week. Just just so you, I can mentally prepare you for that. 
Well, dude, we're gonna we're gonna go in the Champions League. We're gonna fucking go as far as we possibly can in the Champions League, and we're gonna you know have a chance there, and probably the cups too. But in the Premier League, we'll just whenever we play. You can focus on Bournemouth. the Carabao Cup next year. It'll be okay. Yeah. The I have a genuine question for you, Michael, because you watch him way more than I do, obviously, and he's only nineteen. Is Harvey Elliott as advertised, or has it been kind of a let off this year? So I think he's at a position right now where he he can flourish. He's actually played really good the past couple of games. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he played really good in the the game against Ajax, mm-hmm. but he's only as good at this moment as the guys around him allow him to be. And I don't know if he's a winger or an attacking mid. Like, I don't really know what his position is, like, fully. And I don't think he does either. I think he's just kind of playing. Um, but, I mean, yeah, he's 19. Like, he's going to be good. Uh, yeah. I don't think he is, like, I don't think he's Phil Foden right now. Like, Phil Foden is hardcore contributing to, like, your guys', your guys success immediately. But, again, it's a moment where everybody around Phil Foden is also outrageously good and we are not. So everybody looks fucking bad. Phil Foden also three years older than Harvey Elliott. Um, yeah. But, but even at 19, like two years ago, you were saying Phil Foden should be playing. Yeah, true. True. So um, t- the, the, the point that should be actually the lead and, and Dylan, I know that you want to jump in on this. Like the undertaker himself, like the mob, you, you think Jesse Marsh is, is gone, and he pulls himself right back in. Uh, huge win for him, because despite, I did read a couple articles where the board said they still backed him, and he's not going anywhere, whatever. Man, it was pretty well known that he was in some trouble. I disagree with that. I, I, I think, I actually believe the board. I, I don't know, like, not to go... Um, half fake. Like I don't know why I believe him, but I just do, yo. Like legitimately, I think you sack a manager when there's no effort on the field. You've lost the locker room, and you're not getting results. I think only one of those things were true with Jesse Marsh, and it was the not getting results. I think this week even mm-hmm. proved it. Like he definitely hasn't lost the locker room. The team hasn't been getting results, but they've always been playing hard and playing to the system. Like, I think that's where the backing comes from. Now, was he on the hot seat, like, in terms of the fans? Most definitely, yes. But I think a win like this at least yeah. gets him. We've been talking about getting to the World Cup. This definitely gets him to the World Cup, and then he can regroup and work with his guys and get a whole nother month in. And as much as it, I need to see leads probably go down for my own happiness, I think... I think they're going to end up figuring it out and like still be okay. I don't think to the points where we were saying they're sick in the beginning of the year, but like they've always been fun to watch. I think they still play for them. I ultimately think they're going to be okay. I think the, the other thing, and I was trying to do some quick like maths on this real, real fast. I know that he brought in a good amount of people. But I gotta have. I have to assume that part of this team is still Bielsa Ball more than Jesse Marsh Ball. The defenders. Yeah. 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 Because I'm looking at 
I'm looking at who he brought in. There's some, obviously, defensive mids, Tyler Adams and Rocca, but no defenders whatsoever entered this team. A goalkeeper, but everything's a forward or a midi. Um, I think that's actually, Michael, that was a really good assessment by you. Listen, um, scoring goals keeps you up in the Premier League. Who needs a defense? Norwich did last year. <laughs> <laughs> Desperately. Yeah, they didn't score either, though. Yeah, they also didn't score at all, though, so I do kind of agree. Don't, don't disparage my guy, Timo Puki, like that. Because think um, about it. The Wolves have a great defense, relatively speaking, in that, but we can't score, and look at us. So I'd rather have an offense. Well, look at you guys last year. You guys had a great defense last year and still kind of couldn't score. And you, you got pretty good. You were pretty, really good last year. Yeah, until we lost the last nine games of the year. Last question I got on this one. I know that you believe the board. I, I, you have to, like, right, anyway. Like, I, I, I don't disagree with that. Fans' perspective for Marsh, how many games does this buy him? To the World Cup. It's two games. I know. Okay. And then, well, then, but then, like, if it's more two games, it gets into the World Cup. If I don't know who they play coming out of it, oh, but like, exciting. if he come, if they come back from the World Cup and lose the next, the, like, a game or two out of there, he's probably screwed. So you fine, guys two in games the EFL the Cup, Cup and then Spurs. Yeah, that's who they play on Boxing Day. Spurs no. is the twelfth. They play um, Man City on the twenty eighth of December. Well, that's not fair. Okay, that's unfortunate. Yeah, if he gets another, is it a point or three points against Bournemouth, do you think? I think you got to get three. You have to get three. Okay. So I mean, if he for gets... For fuck's sake, we beat him 9 nothing. Like there, it's, That game's at home, too. Like, you have, yeah. you have to win at Ellen Road. Yeah. All right. So they get the three points against Bournemouth. Their next three league games are Tottenham City and, and Newcastle. And that's not good, Bob, as uh, Dylan then was saying. He needs to win this week to buy him through that time. Yeah, yeah. Because it's West Ham after that, too. And then you get Villa and Brentford and, and Naughty Forest. All right. Um, that's, that's what I had for the week. Any, any parting thoughts from you two before we get into a joke from Dylan? Mm, so wait, we're predicting next week or next pod. Yeah, next pod we'll have the predictions and preview. Um, keep listening, man. Troll Michael is is out in full force, and I think he's going to be a, a huge character moving forward. This is, this is, my, uh, this is my character arc. His, his alter ego. Yeah, your character arc is now closer to the Joker than anything else. Don't make fun of him. Live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah. <laughs> I'm becoming the Joker. <laughs> oh, God. You, I don't know if you could be a better Joker than uh, Diddy, but you can try. He was great. <laughs> he was unbelievable, actually. <laughs> Yeah, I know. God, that was so cool. Um, all right, Dylan. <laughs> we said this would be shorter. Uh, it's a little shorter. Get this out of here with the joke. First off, under an hour. That's yeah. that's a win. We'd... Well, heard we'll the joke up, maybe. <laughs> yeah. well, so, listen, boys. Why do soccer players do well in school? They know how to use their heads. Cheers. The NAFTA Podcast.
Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. <laughs> <laughs>